0: Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for Pentecost Sunday is by Pastor Luke Bernthal of St. Stephen Lutheran Church in Mountain View in Hayward, California. Our theme is The Greatest Miracle of Pentecost, based on the text of Acts chapter 2 verses 14 through 21. Grace to you and peace in the name of our Savior, Jesus, uh, who has sent us his Holy Spirit, not just on Pentecost, but throughout our lives dear fellow redeemed. The text for the, our meditation and application to our daily walk of faith on this Pentecost Sunday is taken from Acts chapter two, we'll read verses 14 through 21. But Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my f- spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. These are the words of our Lord. Let us pray. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. Can you imagine going to a very impressive fireworks display on the 4th of July, and when you're done with that event, coming home and raving about how impressive those little sparklers were that the children were waving around? Or would you go to an air show where the Blue Angels were performing and putting on an incredible aerial display? Would you be transfixed on the little children who were throwing little cardboard or wooden airplanes around and pay attention only to those airplanes instead of the amazing aerial show above? I don't think you would, it'd kind of be ridiculous. So why is it then that we often miss the forest for the trees, so to speak, when it comes to Pentecost and the miraculous events that happened that day? Through the words of scripture, we hear the rushing wind, We see those tongues of fire above the apostles' heads, and we read of them speaking in different languages to many different people in that multinational crowd that gathered that day in Jerusalem. And we gasp, what a great miracle. And it was. It truly was a great miracle. But we often almost completely ignore the true power of the Holy Spirit, and almost completely ignore and miss the greatest miracle of Pentecost. The greatest miracle of Pentecost was not the apostles speaking in tongues or different languages with these flames appearing above their heads. Again, make no mistake, that was a great miracle the Holy Spirit performed, but it was like sparklers compared to a giant fireworks display or a toy airplane compared to the power and the speed and skill of the F-16s. Even the nature of the miracle of Pentecost points to the reason for the real miracle of Pentecost. It should indicate that that certainly was not the greatest miracle that happened that day. After all, what was the reason God gave the apostles the ability to speak in tongues that day in Jerusalem? Well, the people of the crowd answered that question for us when we read in our scripture reading for this morning. Earlier in the chapter, it says, Then they were all amazed and marveled and said to one another, we hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So that should be our first clue as to why speaking in tongues was not the greatest miracle of Pentecost. The miracle itself was done in order to achieve a greater miracle, namely the spread of the gospel, to proclaim those wonderful works of God, not just to people who could understand the language the apostles were speaking, but to people of many different languages from all over the world. When Peter stood up to defend himself and to defend the apostles, saying that they were not drunk, he pointed out to the people that this was actually the fulfillment of an Old Testament prophecy, a prophecy found in the prophet Joel, that the Holy Spirit would do the thing that they were witnessing for themselves that day on Pentecost. The last verses of our text are actually a quote of Peter from the book of Joel the old testament prophet from Joel chapter 2 so peter said this he said but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel and it shall come to pass in the last days says god that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams and on my men servants and on my maid servants i will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Peter mentions, as he begins that quote, the last days. This is what will happen in the last days, he says. The last days, as they are defined in the Bible, refer to the time after Jesus completed his work of salvation. In other words, it refers to the time period after his ascension to his return again on Judgment Day. That means the apostles and the people who were gathered there that day in Pentecost were living in the last days. It also means that we are as well. Although the Holy Spirit's working among us is usually not manifested in such an unusual and amazing way as it was that day on Pentecost, Yet the Holy Spirit does still live and dwell in the hearts of believers like us still today. God still pours out his Holy Spirit through the word which converts, through the miracle and power of the word and the water in baptism, and also through the word and the bread and the wine and the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, which we partake of today. We're also told in the last verse of the Gospel of Mark that these miraculous signs that the Holy Spirit allowed the disciples to do were meant for a purpose that was very important. It was to confirm the word through those accompanying signs, Mark 16, 20. And when we examine church history, we find that to be the case. We find that those miracles and those uh, um, spirit-driven miracles nearly completely disappear after the time of the apostles. But the believers in Christ are still filled with that promise of the Holy Spirit. He still lives and dwells in the hearts of all believers. And that's why Peter can say through the prophet Joel, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. So the tongues of fire, the speaking in tongues, the rushing of the wind, those were visible and audible proofs that God had indeed sent his Holy Spirit upon his apostles, just as the prophet Joel predicted. They did prophesy. But what we need to remember is what that word prophesy means. It first and foremost means to proclaim what God wants to make known. We often hear that word prophesy and we think of something that's Uh, a foretelling of the future. But it doesn't always mean that. It doesn't always mean that, but it always does involve something that God wants to make known. It's always involved the preaching of the message that God wants to make known, namely, the gospel. The saving message of Jesus' death and resurrection for the salvation of all mankind. So this coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost was the last great miracle of God before the return of Jesus. Now, that great miracle of Pentecost was began on that day. It started that day, but it continues on wherever the gospel is preached. Wherever God's saving message of salvation through Jesus Christ is spread and taught by men or women, by young or old, by kings or servants. So the greatest miracle of Pentecost continues still today, and it will not end until Jesus comes again. So the greatest miracle of Pentecost is, of course, the power of the gospel message. The gospel is the greatest miracle of Pentecost. The astonishing power of the Holy Spirit is displayed most evidently in that gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about why that's true. Because through those words, the Holy Spirit accomplishes the impossible. He creates living, saving faith in the stone-dead hearts of men and women, of infants and elderly, of rich and poor. Paul refers to this greatest of all miracles as he concludes the quote from the prophet Joel in the last verse of our text and says, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord Shall be saved. That is a miracle. Calling on the name of the Lord is is an Old Testament phrase which meant believing in the true God, believing in Jehovah, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And through that miracle of the faith that was created in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, we who deserve death, eternal death, have been given everlasting life instead. The greatest of all miracles happened in an incredible amount on Pentecost as well. If you go further on in this chapter, you find the result of Peter's sermon. The miracle that the Holy Spirit worked on that day in, on Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 verse 41 says, And that day, Pentecost, about 3,000 souls were added to them. 3,000 souls that they were rescued from hell itself and given eternal life. Their names were written in the Book of Life in Heaven. Is there a greater miracle than that? There isn't. And the greatest news is that this great miracle of Pentecost is still happening today. Even better news, it's happened to each one of us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through God's Word. It was His power working through the Word in the water, and the word in the sacrament of baptism. Perhaps you were brought to faith as an infant or through the word as you were older, as an adult. And we are encouraged and strengthened by that same miracle of the Holy Spirit through the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, the word and the bread and wine, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, strengthening our faith. Our souls, too, have been rescued from death and hell. Our names have been written into heaven's book of life. Think of what an amazing miracle that is. It's been performed by God for you and in you. So, what is the greater miracle? Speaking in tongues or the everlasting salvation of a human soul? That's right, Reese, it is. It is the everlasting salvation of a human soul. Isn't that kind of like comparing little sparklers to a giant fireworks display or a paper airplane to an F 16 fighter jet? Let's not miss the greatest miracle of Pentecost. And may we always rejoice and be thankful that the Holy Spirit has worked that great miracle within us. Amen. And that peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. This has been a publication of The Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. For more information, visit clclutheran.org. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.